Welcome to Hanamichi, a podcast introducing a new viewer to the weird world of Japanese wrestling. My name is Rick and I misspent my youth watching Japanese wrestling. And my name's Amanda and I did not. So yeah, take two of Tanahashi part two. Yeah, we did record this entire episode on Thursday. It was brilliant, possibly the best podcast that's ever existed in the universe. Yep. Akat agrees. <laughs> and then it didn't work. No. Um, it sounds like there's one Amanda and like four Ricks speaking over each other, which is kind of terrifying. It's definitely my idea of hell. <laughs> Nobody needs a world with four Ricks. Imagine what I could get done. What, even less than you do now? Yeah, I could play Final Fantasy VI, seven, eight, and 9 at the same time. That would exactly be how you would use that time as well. That's not even a joke. In fact, no, you might you might split between different games, like not just Final Fantasy, but that is 100% how you would spend your time if you were cloned. <laughs> I really would love to be cloned. So if anybody in our followers happens to be working in the cloning industry, there you go, you've got a prime candidate. Just don't let the clones anywhere near me. So yes, this is a lot later than we had originally intended. Yeah, it is... Um... We recorded the last one, like December 2018, yep. and it's now February 2032. <laughs> it's a scary future that we live in. <laughs> I welcome our insect overlord. <laughs> um, so it's entirely my fault. The intention was that we would record part two pretty soon after I finished work for Christmas, and I immediately got sick with the plague. It was pretty unpleasant. Bubonic. It was horrible, yes. It was definitely bubonic. Really, it's a miracle that I'm alive. And then I went back to work in some pretty horrible circumstances. So it's not been the easiest kind of three, four weeks. But we're here now. I'm alive. Pro wrestling saves us. Pro wrestling has saved us. I'm older. <laughs> Wiser? Mm, it's only been a day. Let's not, let's not judge entirely yet. Fair enough. Um, so yes, my apologies. Obviously, we are not going to be doing what we had originally said our plan was for this episode. So our original intention was that we would have um, a review of Wrestle Kingdom followed by a discussion of Wrestle Kingdom 1. Instead, what you're getting is a general review of Wrestle Kingdom accompanied by Tanahashi Part 2. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Which is great because it means I get to talk about Tanahashi even more than I already was doing. Yeah, and now I get to talk about Tanahashi again, despite the fact I spent an hour and a half talking about him the other day. So, so Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, Wrestle Kingdom 13. Which is now like 10 days in the past. Ancient history. It's really, really a long time so ago. So we can be quicker, maybe. I think everyone by now has had time to listen to every podcast about Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and I'm... Yeah. Yes, yes, you have. That's our cat Keats telling us that he definitely has listened to everything to do with Wrestle Kingdom. Um, he's a very big fan of New Japan. We don't need to go into it in too much detail, but we can give you our kind of thoughts and feelings. True to form, I had a little nap in the middle, but I timed it to be in the matches that I thought would be less impressive anyway. You timed it well. I did. So, we started with Ibushi Osprey. Which is pretty great. <laughs> I survived. I'm, I'm very surprised that I survived that match. It was fantastic. So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty great way to open up a show. Yeah, I mean, I would be happy if every show ever was just that match over and over and over again, but with a longer time period, because that frustrated me a little. Yeah, I think if they saved enough to do a rematch. Oh, I'd, I hope there is going to be a rematch. I think there will be at some point in the future. Yeah. Unless um, Ibushi's uh, off. But there hasn't been much talk of Ibushi leaving. Well, I heard something on... I can't remember where. <laughs> but anyway, someone on Redbubble 
Heidi Golden Lovers like sticker. I there saw that. You see that? An AEW AEW, claim. yeah. So if they've got the Golden Lovers copyright, that means they've got a Bushi. It's possible. Possibly. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he's not signed by New Japan anyway, so he could just do what he wants. Yeah, pretty much. He is still a freelancer, so he can kind of go where he feels. Um, hopefully, wherever he goes, he still has the opportunity to face Osprey because it was just, it was perfect. It's, it was the kind of match that I really, really love and that I was really excited about, and I don't feel like it let me down at all. So I was very pleased with that. Uh, I didn't watch anything after that until Zach versus Ishii. <laughs> I forgot what was the, the junior tag. Yeah, I think it was. six minutes for a junior tag match. Shingo Takagi beating up Shotaraka, so it was really good. Um, but it was six minutes, so it's going to be a really good program this year. I'm waiting for one of those two to get the belt from Ishimori, and then have that be the kind of the big feud. I would think coming out of Best of the Super Juniors, that one of those two will be the champion, and one of the the, the other one will win Best of the Super Juniors. That's what I'm anticipating. That would be good. Um, so I would think Shingo will probably be holding the belt, belt with show winning Best of the Super Juniors going forward as having that as being the feud. Um, and I think that would be absolutely incredible if that is the case. That would be really good. Yeah, I'd really enjoy that. So fingers crossed. I get that mini Yo versus Bushi feud. Also good. good. Would also, also good. be happy with that. Um, Zach versus Ishii. Pretty great. Great match. Really good chemistry. Zack Sabre Jr. looked like an absolute badass, which is because he is an absolute badass. Mm-hmm. Really good match. And as Brits, albeit Brits living elsewhere, um, amazing for us to see the Rev Pro belt being defended on arguably the biggest non-WWE show of the year. So the way that the Super J cast has Scampy in the background, I think today there's going to be quite a lot of background Keats. Keats is the cat that appears in the pictures on our Twitter feed. He's the one that wants to be very involved with the podcast. So that's what you're hearing right now. I like the shiny new ref robots. Yes, I like it too. I mean, it's a lot thinner, which I think works better for Zach if he wants to keep, you know, collecting belts. <laughs> he is currently Zachy two belts. There's always room for one. There's could always be, room uh, for three belts next weekend in Portugal. Is that for the... I think it's for the CTW European Championship, which Red Eagle has. Oh, I didn't know that. Fantastic. Okay. We are going to see Zach Sabre Jr. next weekend in our first wrestling show in Portugal. Should be good. Very excited. Missed Zach. Very much looking forward to seeing him again and enjoying some wrestling. Um, the un- then I didn't watch any other matches until Jay White Okada. So. Uh, so we had the tag team match, yep. which is pretty good. Yeah, it's fine. Well, I, don't, I don't feel like I really missed anything there. No, it's not. Was going out of your way to rewatch. The only good thing about it is the result. The result. Yes, even Sonata won, which is what everyone wanted. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Young Bucks are off, obviously. Yep. Um, and if you want to know our feelings on Young Bucks and their uh, current plans, listen to Wilfred Watch's um, Fights of the Round Table, which we were on on Friday. Nice really good fun. I know I'm getting really good at this. Yeah, I've been learning you. from Wilfred. Yeah, yeah, he's good at this stuff. Plugs. Very smooth. Um, it was absolutely brilliant. We were discussing with Darren and with um, Josh from Australia and had some really interesting, very in-depth conversations about some important topics. I thought it was a really good discussion. I mean, we were part of it, so obviously I think it was a good discussion. Um, that is but it was. <laughs> it's worth going and having a listen to that if you want to know what we think about All Elite and how it's going to kind of play out over the course of the next year. So we won't talk about that now. Yep. Jay White versus Okada. Really good. As Jay White ultras, Jay White stands. I'm not using the. I'm not using that word. <laughs> that just plays into what we were talking about the other day. As <laughs> Jay White ultras, you know we've been Jay White fans since day one, since he was a young lion. We've followed him. We've seen him repeatedly in Rev Pro. I was so happy. Yeah, me too. 
Well, at first I was happy for Rainmaker Okada's return. Yeah. His, his amazing legs. The, the gif of the woman stroking Okada's thigh saying that it's amazing, that was Rick. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I lost my boyfriend to Okada's thighs. <laughs> not for the first time. No, not for and the first, first time. Not I'm probably for the not last. for the last now. <laughs> no, I lost them again at New Beginning. <laughs> I thought it was really well paced. They played the dynamics really well. The return of the Rainmaker obviously set everybody up to assume that Okada was going to win, but that clean finish very abrupt end of Jay White winning, I think really plays into that narrative of Okada has not redeemed himself yet. Yeah. I, I, I think he will. Oh, yeah, I think that's probably what 2019 will be. Yeah, I'm Okada. thinking G1. It might take him to the G1, but I think he will redeem himself. And I think that will be better because we've got so used to having Okada being, you know, king of the world for so long that seeing him actually have to work for it is much more interesting. I would rather have him king of the world. No, I would no. like... Was it 2017 when we just had main event Okada matches and they were all brilliant? Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. There's a lot of times of your life that was. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited to see what Jay White does this year. This mm. time last year I was worried because I still love Jay, but I didn't think that Wrestle Kingdom was a good thing for him. And all he's done since then is prove that he deserves this push that he's getting. He deserves the faith that the company's putting in him. And he's really showing why people want him to do well. And I'm just so proud of his little squishy face. <laughs> Please don't stab me, Jay White. Uh, Jericho Naito? I wasn't paying very much attention, so over I to re- you. I really enjoyed Jericho Naito. It was a great brawl, uh, which is kind of like what you get in sort of 50-year-old Jericho. Um, Not 50. I think he's about 50. Is he 50? I thought it was like 40. Hang on, let me Google it. Maybe it's 50. There. I have no sense of time. <laughs> That's not the same thing as a sense of age. <laughs> is that a sense? So Chris Jericho is, according to Wikipedia, and why would they lie? Why would they? Oh, 48. Practically 50. Okay, you were about right there. Yeah, round up. Um, It was a lot of fun, and it was maybe my favourite finish of the night, with Naito using the belt that he hates um, to win the belt that he hates. Yeah, I thought that was a really, really well done kind of twist and I'm looking forward to seeing more of Naito's battle with the belt especially since he doesn't have Hiromu to kind of follow him around <laughs> to kind of follow him around and take care of it yeah I think it's really important that that belt is back on Naito and especially the LIJ came out of Wrestle Kingdom looking so strong yeah they couldn't be booked any stronger I mean like exactly. one of the matches was practically a squash yeah and I think that's really significant because with all of the the Gaijin leaving and with Chaos breaking apart and Bullet Club being reborn as something different, LIJ are kind of the faction that has stayed together and has kept going. Yeah. Um, Suzuki-gun as well to an extent, but Taichi looks like he's losing interest and might go wandering. Whether he would dare is another matter. <laughs> um, so I think, I think it was a really, really good choice and particularly with Jericho then going on to sign with All Elite good job he didn't still have that damn belt yeah um, yeah I agree (laughs) (laughs) and we're not going to talk about the main event now because we're going to make the main event the final match that we discuss in this episode because it is the most up to date Tanahashi match pretty much big singles one big singles match we're not going to include Fantastic Mania yeah pretty significant to our narrative of Tanahashi in this particular time frame exactly so we left Tanahashi in 2012 as champion, having just defeated our favourite murder grandpa. Yes. What happens next? 
So he goes to Wrestle Kingdom, where he is defending against Kitsuchika Okada. Okay. And he beats him. Is that because Okada won the G1? No. Okay. It's just for... I don't think so, anyway. I forgot. I think we had this problem last time, and I didn't remember. And I still don't remember, nor did I bother to check. Okay. Well, that's reassuring. <laughs> um, and then in February, defends the belt again to Kyle Anderson. Yep. In probably Kyle Anderson's best singles match. I'm really intrigued to see that. I think it would be something quite interesting. I would love if All Elite picked up Anderson and put him as a singles guy. Rather than bringing him in as Gallows and Anderson. You could do both. Um, have a, like a club to their own little club. Um, but as a singles guy, he is surprisingly good. Yeah. Um, it was a really great match with Okada as well, I think, either this year or the year after. Um, speaking of which, uh, Okada wins the belts in April. Uh, from in nice, Tanahashi. From Tanahashi in a nice five-star match. Shocking. Kind of standard. And then from this point onwards, Tanahashi is the first victim, I would say, of the Bullet Club. Okay, so Bullet Club <coughs> forms in Sorry. 2013, around the time that he's having that match with Carl Anderson. That's kind of the genesis of Bullet Club. The, it's the next month in May where he has another match with Carl Anderson, um, which is the start of the Bullet Club after that match. Okay. Um, so we talked about that a little bit when we did our Golden Lovers episode, the idea of the Bullet Club becoming a thing and gaining kind of traction and power. Why is Tanner the first victim of the Bullet Club? Well, if you want to go for someone, you go for the, the top guy. And even though he wasn't the champion, he's still the main star. He's and, still the name that's associated with New Japan. And if you want to make Devitt look good, and if you're going to push him, Which you are. have him beat Tanahashi. Okay, that makes sense. Which is what they do at the next uh, next pay-per-view. That pay-per-view, you know what I mean? Yeah, the next event. The next big event, um, which is Dominion. Um, so it's Devitt with Bullet Club, Bob Anderson, Tamatonga, Bad Luck Valley, uh, who beats Tanahashi, who has Captain New Japan in his corner. Uh... But this is the debut of... Captain fucking New Japan. Captain fucking New Japan. Yes, I can't do the accent. I've got to say, if you've got, if you're going up against the Bullet Club and you can see someone like, say, Bad Luck Fale in the corner of your opponent, the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know what? I'll go for Captain fucking New Japan as my backup. It's a superhero. It's a superhero of New Japan. You'd think he'd be great at it. You would think. You would think. Well, you were wrong. Um, yeah. Sorry, Tanahashi, that was possibly the worst decision you've ever made, and I'm including the decisions that led to you getting stabbed. I think, yeah, it's probably worse. Yeah. Um, so Devitt wins the best of Super Juniors before he gets into this match. So you've got the best of the Super Juniors going against the eight of the heavy, ace of the heavyweights. Exactly. I'm okay. winning. Via many shenanigans. Shocking. Which is, you know, the Bullet Club standard, especially Early as we were first. Yeah. Right, yeah. On this match as well... Um, Devitt comes out with like a, a light-up jacket to the, the... Kind of Jericho style. Yeah, the lights go dark and it's, it's just his jacket. <laughs> um, and then Tanahashi comes out with uh, just some flashy sunglasses. Just some flashy sunglasses? Yeah. And Devitt is pissed. Because obviously he's making fun of him with just like these shitty flashes. Okay, so that brings us up to where? What time? Uh, we're in July now. Of 2013. Of 2013, okay. where... Um, there's a little bit of a time in CMLL, just like a few weeks. Uh, but he and Jushin Liger win the tag team belts over El Terrible and Tamatonga. That's an interesting combination. Was El Terrible seen as kind of annexed to the Bullet Club? Yeah, he was like, 
Mexican Bullet Club, okay. essentially. Um, him and Ray Bacanero. In fact, they win those belts in Japan. <laughs> I got that bit wrong. Okay. But, but it's CMLL's belts But it's in CMLL, Japan. yes. Okay. And then we get to G1 2013, which people regard as maybe the best one. Even including the 2018? Yeah. Better than the 2018 G1? It was a pretty great G1. Better than the 2018? We'd have to watch them both back to back, just to make sure. Nobody has enough time to do that. Exactly. You can never compare the two. It's just too exhausting. Yeah. And also, it's very different kind of... I mean, the experience of G1 for me in 2018 was very different because obviously I was much more into the product, so... Yeah. I think this is one of the first ones that was quite easily available to watch. Which will have made a big difference as well in kind of promoting it, yeah. Um, But he loses to Prince Devitt again in the G1. So Devitt has won the best of the Super Juniors and competed in the G1 in the same year. Yes, so he's really getting the push. Has anybody else ever done that? I want to say Liger. Because Liger did do the G1 as a junior. Yeah. And he won the best of Super Juniors of time that probably likely he did both. Okay. Um, so that's, that's pretty massive then for Finn. Oh, yeah. It's so rare that that happens. Yeah. And to then beat Tanner <clears throat> again is... Also a big thing. Yeah. Um, this is on the same show that has... Nakamura Ibushi and Ishii Shibata. Ooh. And that Ishii Shibata match is amazing. Those are some matches. Yeah. This is why people love this G1. I would be quite intrigued to see just that night of the G1. I think there's some really interesting pairings in there. Oh, yeah. Um, then later on in the G1, there's a time limit draw with Okada, which is what we've had every time in the G1 when those two guys meet up. Mm-hmm. It's another time limit draw. And then we get the first Shibata match since his return the day after that. Um, so Shibata returns at the end of the G1 from his wanderings in the world of it was MMA and other such nonsense. Earlier in the year. But this is, his, this is the first time the two sort of face off against each other. Okay. Um, and that's in the G1? That's in the G1. So it's not really about... Well, it didn't help their previous rivalry and everything that happened in between with Shibata. Yeah. But it's a little bit more about just trying to win. Okay. Um, which Tanahashi does with a sneaky roll-up, and Shibata is pissed. I can imagine so. <laughs> I mean, Shibata's general state of mind is pissed, but... Yeah, but in this match, uh, Tanahashi even headbutts Shibata. <gasps> Such is the That's the not animosity. a good idea. Well, yeah, that's until Shibata headbutts back. That's when it's a really bad yeah, idea. Yeah, that's when it's a super bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> and that was during the time when you would have the final on the same day as like the last of the block. Okay, so, so the people who win the block have already won a match and then have to do the final. Yes, so <laughs> Naito beats Carl Anderson, uh, Tana beats Shibata, and then we get Shibata. No, we won't. <laughs> we we won't. Get we'll get Naito and Tanahashi. Tana, that was me just wishing Shibata would win. Yeah. Um, it's your general state of being. But we'll yeah. talk more about that later. Exactly. Um, and it's a great match. Naito wins. He's still like Stardust Naito. Okay. Um, yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. So a good showing in the G1 for Tana. And everyone. And everyone. Everyone deserves a round of applause for what happened over five years ago. <laughs> so yeah, in September they lose the belts. They the, as in? They as in Liger and Tana, Tana and Liger. It's Liger. <laughs> Thunder Ace? Thunder Ace, I like that. Yeah, Thunder Ace. Let's go with Thunder Ace. It's better than Tliger. <laughs> yes, well, you know, one of us has to be clever. Um, they lose it to Tamatonga and Ray Bucanero, so back to the Oh, Bullet back Club. to the people who had it. So this Bullet Club feud is still ongoing. And that um, remains a, the case for Tana pretty much forever, doesn't it? He's always going to be a victim of the Bullet Club. Yeah, and in fact, later this month, 
in September. Um, there's a lumberjack match between Tanahashi and Prince Devitt. So who are the lumberjacks? <laughs> Devitt has Kyle Anderson, Tamatonga, Bradley Farley, and Ray Bucanero. Pretty impressive. Tanahashi has Togi Makabe, Tokihama, Tagamas 4, Captain New Japan. So just one the of three. these things is not like the other one. Um, one of these things doesn't belong. I've got a note down here. Prince Devitt's theme music sounds like it's from Ridge Racer 4. That's not a reference that I get, but sure. Someone look at Ridge Racer 4 is really good. As was 5. If anybody wants to chime in on this, please feel free to talk <laughs> to Rick about it because I genuinely just don't care. I wonder if there's a Ridge Racer podcast. Probably not. And Almost even if there's not, not, then we're definitely not starting it. Please <laughs> to continue. So we're in September of 2013. Yes, and this is when we have the London Jack match. Um, even, <laughs> it's actually quite good. Although Captain New Japan does nothing, he does get really feisty and tries to fight Devitt, but obviously. Ends badly. It, yeah, it doesn't end very well for him. Uh, we get to see Tana hit a Styles Clash, which he was doing at that time. And because this is before Styles joins New Japan. Exactly, pre AJ Styles, but it's cool seeing him do that to a Bullet Club member. Yeah. And Tana gets his win back. Oh, so he wins the lumberjack match despite the fact that he has the most useless lumberjacks. Yes, they they by the end of the match they've like become decent. Well, okay. three of them have. I was gonna say, like I have faith in Makabe, Tiger Mask, and Honma. Honma slightly less, but you know it's the Captain New Japan that is the problem, really. He gets there eventually. Hmm. Ish. Okay, so that's September. Is there anything else before the first match that I watched? Nope. Okay. <laughs> So, the first match that I watched is from the 14th of October 2013. It is for the big belt. King of Pro Wrestling. King of Pro Wrestling. And it is Tanahashi versus Kazuchika Okada. Yay. Yay. Exactly. Exactly. Keith is here. He knows it's a big match. Yeah, he's Rainmaker is here. Um, the start of Okada's music's a little bit weird, but even I am at the point where I now get excited to see the Rainmaker because I was so fed up of seeing like tragic, sad clown Okada that even I was like, oh, the Rainmaker's here. Yeah, it's so nice. Which is weird because I'm not a huge Okada fan. I am more of an Okada fan than I was previously, but I still think I've got a little way to go. Obviously, the presence of Okada's thighs means that I lost my boyfriend yet again. They are amazing. <laughs> she, was, she wasn't wrong when she said that. <sighs> she. I've not managed to touch them yet, though. Th that's not going to happen. Um, the match starts with them playing the crowd in a way that is very kind of... They know that they are the big draws, and they know that the crowd are divided for them, so they are really playing up to it. It's possibly a little bit more in favour of Tana, but it's very slight. It's really close. It's a relatively slow play pace at the start, you know, like the old guy is teaching the young guy to be patient, to take his time. So Tana has a lot of the control at the beginning with the headlocks, lots of mat work. Whenever Okada regains some power, the pace starts to increase a little bit and he gets a little bit more flashy. So we get him doing sentons over the top rope, that sort of thing. Uh, Okada is targeting the knee of Hiroshi Tanahashi at this point. Mm -hmm. And he's selling it really, really well. He knows how to sell. He is, he does. Unfortunately, it was a lie. He was acting the entire time. He has an unholy acting talent. It was an audition for My Dad is a Heel Wrestler. It was very sneaky, very unusual tactic from Tanahashi, which yeah. does actually get some boos from the crowd. Yeah, he like jumps up and starts hopping, air on his knee. On yeah, it's great. Um, very weird hearing him get boos. Yeah. 
During that whole process, we get to see red shoes doing jazz splits, which is something I never thought I would say. Apparently, it's very flexible. It's very flexible. For those of you that don't know, jazz splits are when your front leg is kind of bent at the knee, so it's kind of going backwards, and your other leg is extended straight out, so he just looks like a little bit like Michael Jackson. It's very weird. It doesn't take very long for Tanner to undo the booze and to get the cheers back. Yeah, you can only be mad at him for so long. He takes out a card as knee, he reclaims control, gets some arm drags in, and by that point, they're cheering him again. So, you know, the, the fans are loyal to him. He did try, but a heel turn is never really going to be on the cards for Hiroshi Tanahashi. He is the ace. He is the ace, which is, I suppose, why he did My Dad is a Heel Wrestler, because he's never going to be able to do it actually in That's true. his career. It's quite slow and stiff movements by both of them. Very harsh action outside the ring putting each other into the barriers. and some, They really throw each other in the barriers. Yeah, some really painful looking moves. Um, Tanahashi gets very cocky. He's really fighting hard against the Rainmaker. You can see that this is not the first time they've met. It's the culmination of multiple matches. Um, he really knows how to scout out the Rainmaker. He's got so many different counters to it. At one point, he headbutts the Rainmaker arm. Which is not a tactic I've ever seen before, but I like to think that it was maybe a result of him having crossed paths with Shibata again. Yes, he thought, like, oh, I know, we'll try this. I can just throw my head at people. Um, Okada does sell the arm injury well, so you really believe that he's going to struggle to get a, to achieve a Rainmaker um, because his arm looks weak. Yeah. I don't know what Red Shoes did, but both of us said simultaneously, can we do a Red Shoes episode? So it must have been another spectacular jump. I think he probably just like leaped from one side of the ring to the other. Leapt. 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 He didn't leaped. No, he leapt. Okay. <laughs> and this ends our English lesson for today. Um, and this starts something that became a major pain in my backside watching these matches. We See, get multiple high fly flows. Yeah, it's his finishing move. Yeah, but I mean four in a match. I've got no, nothing against it. I have problems with it. I, I think it's, if it's his finishing move, it's his finishing move. He shouldn't need to do it four times. I don't think you need to, like, have a finish move that is guaranteed. No, but you, I mean, like, doing it twice, fine. But four times in every single match is an issue. I would say it's not an issue. It's an issue to me. <laughs> Agree to disagree, my darling. No. <laughs> I know this is an audio podcast, but Rick's getting a look right now. I get very defensive about Tanahashi. I see. So he does a high fly flow to a standing Okada who rolls out of the way before he can hit the second. So Tanahashi turns around and does possibly the most beautiful high fly flow of all history to Okada on the outside. It's really good. Beautiful height. Gets, yeah, it's practically dropping from the top of the building. I'm glad that this match came before some of the other ones that we watched because I got bored of seeing him do high fly flows to standing on the outside. Sorry. Well, it's because we usually watch big match Tana, so we brings out his big match tenements. Yeah, exactly. I think it, had I been watching them with time periods between, it would be different, but because yeah. I was just watching f four matches back to back, eh. Um, Okada has a beautiful drop kick. People say that a lot. He does. Even I am bit Just like a little clap bit as he does it as Yeah, well. cool. very nice. Um, Tanahashi hits a rainmaker and gets an incredibly close call. Mm. Rub the salt into that wound. Uh, we get another high fly flow to the back of Okada rolls him over and when he goes for the second so in this case his third high fly fourth high fly flow of the match he gets his knees up there's some kind of move that Okada does where Tanahashi's head bounces off the mat face first it is 
ugly as sin. Yeah, it's, looks really painful. I forgot. I don't think it even was a, a move. It was just a bit weird. Yeah, it was. It was kind of like a slam or a throw or a suplex, kind of all mushed into one. So you're saying it was a wrestling move? Yes. Okay. Strange, I know. <laughs> um, there's a um, a sequence. I was trying to find the word there. <laughs> there's a sequence where they're countering tombstones, so they're kind of constantly going. Kind of like acrobats, <laughs> like up and down and it's up and down. Pretty impressive strength. It's really impressive. That, that is so difficult to do. The strength and coordination and the core that is required to do that. Like, not everybody's going to do that. We're talking countering four or five tombstones in quick succession. Yeah. It's very impressive. Unfortunately, it's all for naught, as Okada wins with possibly the most violent rainmaker I've ever seen in my life. It makes a really good sound. It makes a great sound. Yeah. Does not look good. <laughs> Well, it looks great. It looks great, but not for Tanner. <laughs> Doesn't look good to uh, take. So at this point, this is 2013, a year after we saw Tanner as champion, and he's lost to Okada, the young upstart. Yeah, a lot of people thought this was like his last shot at the big time. How wrong they were. <laughs> I mean, it would have been a justified thing to think when you consider he's, what, seven, eight years into his career at this point, mm -hmm. maybe even more. Um, so this is the start of his decline. Who knows where they'll end up. Who knows? Probably just jab into uh, Dave Finley. Aw. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> I love Dave Finley. <laughs> it's all right. So anyway, after his defeat, he goes to London to uh, make his Rev Pro debut. A good choice. Mm -hmm. We thoroughly approve of people going to Rev Pro. Uh, so it's at the York Hall. Uh, he Excellent beats, venue. Yep. Beats Marty Skull with Bret Hart just hanging out at ringside. For Is reasons. this Party Marty? He's kind of like... Post party Marty pre villain, it's like I don't know, party ruiner. Party ruiner. <laughs> okay. Um, he's starting to get a little bit villainous okay. in this match, uh, but it's really good. It's a really strange combination. Thinking of like party Marty with Tanahashi. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's his first match in England. That's pretty cool for Marty Skull. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a big thing for for him to get that match. Yeah. And I think that probably sows the seeds for Marty then spending time in New Japan later on. Yeah. Um, so in November, he is inducted to the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. An indication that they weren't expecting his career to last much longer, I'm guessing. Yeah, oh, he's done now. Um, well, it's all fan votes. So I guess, yeah, maybe people thought that. Yeah, maybe people thought he'd, he'd hit his prime and this was kind of a decline. You know, like kind of, I don't want to say that Liger has declined, but, you know, there was an era where Liger was on the top and now he's just kind of there to put the young ones over yeah maybe that's the impression that was given after the loss to Okada yeah probably I'm sure there was like post-match interviews where he said that kind of stuff yeah but um but yeah totally deserved even if his career ended here he would still be he would still deserved. have had a good run of it I'll yeah. admit that fortunately for us he's still got quite a lot left in the tank fortunately very fortunate November 2013 has a great match for this year of power struggle as you'd expect yep uh, which kind of sets him up for a intercontinental shot at the Tokyo Dome. Um, so he didn't win the G1, Naito did. Naito won the G1. Naito won the G1. Yeah. So he's going for the IC belt, which is relatively new at this point. It is, but Shinsuke Nakamura is making it... Um, the Shinsuke belt. Pretty much, yeah. So how does defeating Ishii set him up for that? Well, you're, in, you're beating Chaos is number two. Right, okay. So Ishii is kind of the second in command to Nakamura at this Pretty point. Okay. Like, a, like a gatekeeper. So is Okada not part of Chaos at this stage? Don't remember. I think he would have been, but you know, he's the champ. He's the champ, so 
Bigger fish to fry. Bigger fish to fry. Like the G1 winner. Yes. And this is Literally we, fry him. This is where we get the fan vote for, which is going to be the headlining match. Very controversial. Yes. So it's uh, the fans are given the choice to vote for Tanahashi versus Nakamura for the Intercontinental belts or Naito versus Okada for the heavyweight belts. Why did they make the decision to let the fans choose that? I don't know. <laughs> if anyone knows why, please let us know because it seems like a really illogical thing to do. Especially as New Japan were gaining in popularity again at this point. It's not like they were desperate for viewership in the way they had been in, say, 2012. Well, it wasn't as popular as it is now, so perhaps no, they thought having... Still um, more popular than it had been. Yeah, having Tanahashi Nakamura as your main is going to bring more tickets in then. But they could have chosen to do that without making it a fan vote thing. They could have said, we've decided this. Well, if they do it as a fan vote, then they don't feel bad for putting the... Uh, heavyweight below the Intercontinental. So you think they did this knowing full well what the result would be? Oh, yeah, I think you're going to know. If you're going to put these two... And also, I mean, do we know if that was the actual result or if it was maybe a little bit falsified? Who knows? it was legit. I think I remember listening to Chris Charlton say it was... Okay, I trust Chris Charlton. Yeah, it was a legit vote. Okay. And it's exactly as you expect. All right. This is the Wrestle Kingdom where Tanahashi comes out with Marty Freeman playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it looks great. Obviously, he's playing his music on guitar, just doing like ridiculous guitar solos and silly faces. So stupid. <laughs> is it stupid or is it fantastic? It's stupid. Oh, just to kind of, in the realm of Tanahashi and guitars, I saw a picture on Instagram this morning of Tanahashi on stage with a guitar, as in performing in front of people. Yeah, because he seems so bad at real guitar. Yeah. I don't understand what it would sound like. Yeah, why is he performing? If you've watched the video that was posted recently on Instagram of Tanahashi playing guitar, you'll see what our issue is with this. Maybe he's just playing uh, Smoke on the Water and over and over again. I don't think he could even play that. I think he could play that. Mm. Everyone can play Smoke on the Water after about two minutes worth of practicing. Yeah, but those cards he was playing. <laughs> yeah, he would. it's like his fingers can't move. Um, anyway, so it's a really good match, okay. as you'd expect. Yes. If we do a Naito episode, we'll talk about this whole thing more. If we do a Naito episode? You never know, might do a Naito episode. I thought it was the fan vote. Oh, the fan vote. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I was confused because you said it was a really good match, so I thought you meant. Oh, sorry. Well, they're all. Very I thought you good meant matches. Tanahashi Nakamura match. Everything was good. Okay. Um, so, how was the Tanahashi Nakamura match? Really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they have a rematch again in New Beginning. And Tanahashi, who's just won the belts, defends it. So, Tana won the belt at the dome. Yes, sorry. Okay. I didn't mention who won no you didn't you I was leaving it up to people to decide uh, <laughs> we'll <into> <laughs> um, then he drops the belt back to Nakamura when they have a fourth match sorry a third match okay um, so it was I'm not sure what was the point of this title reign I think it maybe makes Nakamura look even like it gives Nakamura that arc of redemption that he maybe needed at that point because if he just keeps the belt for ages, then he's not really gaining anything. But if he has to work to get it back... So, you know, he couldn't beat Tanahashi the first time Tanahashi defended. Maybe it makes him seem a little bit more legit. Yeah, and the fact he wants the belt back instead of going for Okada, I guess. Yeah. Which I guess he probably couldn't do anyway because, you know, chaos, chaos. Exactly. And I think, you know, if we're talking about Tanahashi being kind of like Liger and being the gatekeeper of, of the, the higher divisions... Mm-hmm then maybe it's just giving him that extra air of legitimacy that he's defeating Yeah, that's him. true. It, it makes the belt more prestigious that Tanahashi's had it. Yes, especially when it's so new, relatively. Yeah. Um, 
this is a request for people who are good at finding things <laughs> like Morgan Freeman in Shawshank. Sure. <laughs> um, so there's a match he has in Canada before the Ring of Honor New Japan shows um, where it's Hiroshi Tanahashi and the evil one Sakaki Watanabe before he was so evil. Last uh, time we recorded this, I got to show off that I actually knew his real oh, name. Yeah. Well, now I know that you know his real name. I'm not going to mention it. But I'm just mentioning it. I did know his real name. And um, why did you know that name? Fan fiction. What kind of fan fiction? Fan fiction. <laughs> we all know what kind of fan fiction. Um, so yes. I don't appreciate being judged for my choices. Tanahashi and Watanabe take on John Bolan. Don't know who you are. And Joe Dering. Joe Dering, Amanda. The big guys in from all japan which some people will find interesting i'm giving him a blank look try to get you to watch them all japan this year okay yeah so if anyone has that please send to me not me send to me now uh so at dominion of 2014 so that's june which is june yeah june 21st if you want to be specific he did the tag team with uh makabe that's an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. And goes for the tag belts, which uh, Gallows and Anderson have. They don't win. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that'll sum that up. Tana does not have a lot of great luck against Bullet Club. And also is not generally known for being a tag team wrestler and does not have experience necessarily of being a tag team wrestler with Maccabe, in the, at least not on that level. If you're up against a team of the quality of Gallows and Anderson, you kind of need to be a good team. True. Um, <coughs> which leads us to the G1 Climax 2014 um, starts with a win over Hammer Lovely. Uh, loses to Shibata uh, a few days later that becomes relevant later yes it's an awesome match probably better than the match of the previous G1 okay um, and is that the only two times they've met at this point since Shibata returned yes okay. Shibata wins with a go to sleep uh, Kenta style uh, into the penalty kick okay yeah really good and then he loses to Farley. Oh dear. But picks up wins over Ishii and Nakamura and is close to winning his block before he loses to Davy Boy Smith Jr. Oh. So Nakamura wins. Interesting uh, that, you know, they keep that narrative going of him being unable to defeat Bullet Club members by having him lose to Farley. Yeah. So they really are committed to making Bullet Club look like a dangerous faction, particularly dangerous to the established Japanese wrestlers, exactly. which is the whole narrative of Bullet Club in its first kind of version, I suppose. They are very good at New Japan, at booking. Yes. Um, Sometimes. We'll discuss that later. Yeah, so there's sort of like a, a non-tournament singles match since AJ Styles, who had just recently joined, and Tanahashi didn't win their blocks. They have like a one-off non-title singles match. Okay. Um, Non-title. I think AJ was champion at this point. I okay, so he remember. basically came in and took the belt away from Okada pretty much straight away. If I remember things rightly, yes. Okay. If I don't, then no. <laughs> Obviously. Um, Thanks for that. That really cleared things up. This isn't their first meeting. They'd had a couple before, which I didn't. don't think I mentioned in the podcast. But it were, they're nothing significant. One was in TNA. And one was in Japan. But, but not for New Japan. I think it was for New Japan, which wasn't significant enough to bring up. Okay. Because um, it was still like AJ Styles and the TNA guys. So. Yeah. And Tano at that point, they kind of thought he was like an ex-division guy in America. So it's all pretty stupid. Okay. Um, really good match. Not amazing, but really good. AJ keeps trying to hit the Styles Clash over and over. But I guess Tanahashi knowing... Knows the Styles Clash. Knows the clash, move. Yeah. Um, he wins with a sneaky roll-up of it. 
Oh, so he knows how to counter it, and that's what ultimately leads to him winning. Exactly. That's interesting. With is at this point, at this point, is Styles allied with the Bullet Club? Is he allied he's straight, straight away? Into Bullet Club, yeah. So that's the first time really that he's picking up a victory over a Bullet Club member. He beat Devitt last year. Okay, but it's not jacked. common. Generally, they have the best. Of them. So that's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, then 17th of August, a great day for me. Um, Strikes birth. <laughs> please send money. I don't want people listening to our podcast on our, my birthday. I want cold hard cash. I just wanted people to listen to us. Well, now you sound like really good and I sound like some horrible m- money grabbing person. I'm not going to comment on that, darling. <laughs> so yeah, he makes his DDT debut on that date. Okay. Um, he's quite late in his career to be suddenly appearing in DDT. Well, this is um, during their sort of mini partnership, not quite partnership. Which we did discuss on our very first episode, The Golden Lovers. So please listen back to that if you want to know a little bit more about that crossover. Yes. So Seamless plugging there. Obviously, Abushi and Omega have a lot to do with that. Yep. Um, it's a pretty good match. He's against Kamusuke Takeshita, or Takeshita okay. which I think is how I'm supposed to pronounce it. He's super heel because he's not taking it seriously. And because he's an outsider to DDT, it makes yeah. sense that he would be going in as a heel and kind of looking down on what they do. Exactly. I would love a 2019 rematch between these two because uh, Takeshita's only got better and better okay. since then. He was really young when they had this match. I have no awareness of this person. So <laughs> I will take your word for it, as I usually do. I'm trying to remember if we uh, saw him in the first episode we did. Don't think we did. His name doesn't ring any bells, so I didn't. Which, um, anyway, so back to New Japan in September. Destruction in Kobe. And, yeah. Is this by any chance the 29th of September 2014? 21st 21st of September. Sorry, I'm misreading my own numbers. 21st of September 2014. Do you know something about that? I do, actually. So this is match number two that I watched, where we are taking on Katsuyori Shibata. My fave. Watching Shibata matches with Rick is an experience. He's like a little child. His eyes light up and they sparkle and he just gets so completely lost in the match. It's very, very cute. I always believed Shibata. When I watch Shibata, wrestling seems real. It is. <laughs> Which is because, yeah, it is. He scares the <laughs> life out of me. Like, Shibata terrifies me. When I first watched this, actually, um, I watched it with Mara on commentary. I watched the Access. Uh, really? Legend. It was quite interesting. I can imagine. I can imagine Mauro commentating on a Shibata match is really interesting. Mauro was great when he did New Japan commentary. Yeah. I'm intrigued by the fact you didn't choose that for me. I think because I watched it on like some shitty website, like below the Rootube quality. Like, I don't know. Was, there's like a tier of like video streaming sites. It was quite low on that tier. Okay. Whereas watched we some, watched it through New Japan World. So. I watched some pixels and they fought each other. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. It's not a title match, which is a rarity in these matches that we've been watching for Tanahashi because generally Big Match Tanner is involved in title pictures, not and this time. Generally, he either is after one or he has one. Yeah. This is purely a grudge match. This is because Tanahashi resents the fact that Shibata went off and did his thing, left New Japan behind, left kind of him and um, Liger and other people to pick up the pieces of New Japan when it was kind of going to shit, I think it's probably fair to say. When they were yeah. losing viewers and they were losing fans. And Tanahashi never went away. But Shibata did. And Shibata came back when things had picked up. Pretty much. So, it's a very different Hiroshi Tanahashi that we're seeing in this it's match. very intense Tanahashi. He is 
you can tell that this is purely emotion. And the fact that it's a, a shorter match, which, let's be fair, Shibata matches need to be, yes. um, means that we don't have that kind of really slow lock-up series at the beginning of the match, which we have in pretty much every other um, Tanahashi match, and which mm-hmm. I personally am not a fan of. So, already... He's a, he's a pro wrestler, is what he does. Yeah, but I prefer this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tana wins the first lock-up. And decides that the way to celebrate that is by slapping Katsuyori Shibata. Really fucking hard. Not a good idea. No. Because what does Shibata do? Slaps him back. The lockups are really violent. They're very mm. aggressive. You know, the, the way that they're fighting out of them is very, very violent. Tanahashi looks legitimately angry and he's moving a lot faster than he has previously. And it's stiff. It's fast and stiff. Yes. Oh, no comments this time. <laughs> what do you think I had? Some sort of puerile teenager. Yes. I am older than that. You are definitely <laughs> older than that. Uh, there's a lot of forearms in the opening. There's um, a really cool sequence where they're outside of the ring and they're just trading forearms. And the count gets to 19 before they both quickly roll back in and then carry on without really missing a beat. Just get straight back into their routine of trading forearms. It's brilliant. Really good storytelling. They're not playing to the crowd. They're not, you know, Tana's not air guitaring. This is, I'm teaching you a lesson because you abandoned us. Yeah. It's like um, watching a pub fight. Yeah. But a really high quality one. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Um, Shibata capitalizing on groundwork throughout. He sees Tana's knees as a weakness, which they are. Mm. <laughs> I think we all know Old that. Old man knees. Um, there's a point where he kicks his chest and it looks really painful. It looks like he kicks through his chest into another dimension. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty horrific. Uh, Tanahashi comes back with crossbodies, sentons from the second rope. So it's interesting seeing that to counter Shibata, who is very dangerous on the ground, mm-hmm. Tana's having to become more of an aerial worker, in inverted commas, which is the opposite of what we saw in the Okada match in 2013. So we really see how he can kind of adapt himself to different situations. Um, They're using slaps as counters. Instead of, you know, countering a move, it's just, hey, I'll slap you. Not a good idea. That's good. It's a good idea. You can tell that Tana's struggling. He's really selling this struggle and making Shibata look like he's come back and is at least as dangerous, if not more dangerous, than he was previously. So we're seeing kind of Tana building up another guy again, which is great. Lots of very sudden counters. Tanahashi gets knocked to the outside. Seems so desperate. So he does a swing blade into a high fly flow. But Shibata gets his knees up. And it stays even all the way through the match. It's only, Mm. what, 20, 25 minutes? 20 minutes? I think about 20, yeah. About 20. It's very difficult. Up until the kind of closing moments, it would be very difficult to call who's winning that match. Yeah. Which is brilliant because... That's what Shibata needs at this point, having just come back. Yeah, they're on even footing. Yeah, and it, it gives Shibata a legitimacy that he does need after having not done quite so well as he could have done maybe in MMA. Sadly not. And Shibata finishes, uh, Shibata finishes, Tanahashi finishes with mm-hmm. his trusted double high fly flow. One to him as he's standing, one to him as he is already down. Three counts, so Tanahashi wins for the glory and honour of New Japan. Yay, New Japan. Yay, New Japan. This was a really good match. It's a really great match. I don't know if it's just because I've missed Shibata. I do really miss Shibata every day. I know. You were so cute when he appeared at the G1. (laughs) Didn't even notice. And then when you did, it was, (gasps) it's Shibata. (laughs) 
I love Shibata. And when Shibata made his return last year to sit in the middle of the ring, Rick didn't know about it. We didn't watch the last ma- year. It was the year before now. Year before now, yeah. yeah. Um, we watched on a delay because somebody was working. When he came down to the ring, I knew what was happening, and Rick did not. <laughs> Freaked out on the music. He genuinely was just, he was looking between me and the laptop going, (gasps) really? It's like, yeah, calm. (laughs) Shabbata. But it was very, very cute. So I really enjoyed watching Shabbata again with you. Good, I'm glad. Um, Maybe one day we'll do a Shabbata episode. Sorry, I just got, um, like, (laughs) breaking news. Not really breaking news. (laughs) Headline, Fulham FC Vice Chairman Tony Khan tells fan to go to hell after Burnley defeat. And someone said he's already channeling his innovants. That's a very appropriately timed news update. <laughs> so, after that. So that's uh, September 2014. Yes, and in October he gets another shot at AJ Styles, who is the champion. Okay. And he wins. Oh, so Tanner has got the big belt back. Yes. After um, people thinking that he's done. Yes. Um, it helps that um, AJ Styles was so tired after his uh, previous defence in Gloucester against Doug Williams and Rampage Brown. Names you did not think you'd be mentioning on this podcast. Nope. Rampage Brown was in such a beating on him that he just could not defend. I don't understand how Rampage Brown ended up in that match. Like, Doug Williams, fine, but how did Rampage get in there? Maybe he's really big in Costa. <laughs> um, yeah, but Doug Williams and, Tana ha- and uh, AJ Styles big. True. We'll blame it on the jet lag. Yes, um, this is when... Uh, Jeff Jarrett is like um, pretending he's in Bullet Club. Probably to just I'm sorry, assault. what? Yeah, so Jeff Jarrett comes out with AJ Styles. At a New Japan event. A uh, New Japan event. Um, because of the previous impact connection with AJ Styles? I can't remember actually why. I think at this point he was off doing his own global force. Oh, yeah. And selling gold to people. Whatever the fuck he was doing. He was uh, creating pure green. <laughs> I do have the reason why. I wrote it on my notes. Ah. It's the end of your way. Oh, of so, course. Yeah, it's practically the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I don't think it was impact specifically, but end of your way. We get Jared about to hit um, Tanahashi with his guitar. A okay. real guitar. Not a real guitar. And Yoshitatsu makes his triumphant return <laughs> from the WWE to save... Tanahashi. Triumphant. You're happy about that? Yoshitatsu and triumphant in the same sentence. Along with the word WWE, which is also ridiculous. Who looks at the New Japan roster and goes, oh, we'll take that one? They do do that, some weird ones sometimes, because they got Kenzo Suzuki and he wasn't that great. I don't even know who that is, so that kind of proves the point. We briefly mentioned him last episode, but that was a long time ago. It was. (laughs) (laughs) 17 years ago. But yes, AJ Styles wins, gets the belt back. And Yoshitatsu um, gets his neck broken by AJ Styles. Ah, yes. So we'll skip over that bit. <laughs> they were going to be in the tag league, Tatsuo and Tanahashi. But that happens. A, a net break can kind of. It does ruin somewhat things. put a damper on things. But now that I've seen Ishitatsu and Kento Miyahara as actually a really good tag team, I think that would have been quite good. I have not yet seen Yoshitatsu being, you know, actually good. So I'm intrigued <laughs> by that. It's great you didn't see it in New Japan very often. Or oh, ever, really. Um, but it does set us up for Tanahashi Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, which is what we all want. This is 2015. Um, their match is amazing, but it is overshadowed by Chris Charlton's favourite match, Koto Bushi versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Which I really want to watch. It's outstanding. 
It's really, really great. And I think it's fair that that overshadows anything yeah. else because, let's face it, why wouldn't it? Which also adds some more prestige to the Intercontinental title. To Which have is that, good. That good a match, yeah. yeah. He loses the belt back, though, in February to AJ Styles. This is the last time Tanahashi had had a heavyweight championship until... Very, very recently. Yeah, like nine days ago. So that's 2015? 2015. The very beginning of 2015. February, yeah. So that's quite a long time. It's now 2019. It's fucking hell, yeah. (laughs) So yes, uh, we get to the New Japan Cup of that year, and Tanahashi is knocked out by Toriano in two minutes and 47 seconds. So let's just repeat that. Tanahashi is... Knocked out by Toriano in 2 minutes and 47 seconds That's by... Toroyano. The true ace of new fan Toroyano, yes. Yeah. Um, so, so Yano knocks Tanahashi out. It's fair to say that 2015 is not going to be a high point in the career of Tanahashi if you're being knocked out of the New Japan Cup by Toroyano. Yeah, this is the start of like a mini-feud between the two. Um, Toriano comes out with a DVD but it's got a slipcase and he is so happy to have a slipcase DVD. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just like opening. It's like taking it out of the slipcase, putting it back in, taking it out. I'm sure that helped with sales. Definitely. Um, he uh, <laughs> he wins with a sneaky roll-up and he was pulling Tanahashi's hair. The kryptonite of Roger Tanahashi. To pull I would hair. have said it would have been his elbow or his old man knees, but sure, his hair. So this feud carries on only for a couple of months. We do get to see Tanahashi and Shibata as a team taking on Toriano and Kazushi Sakuraba. At this point, Sakuraba's joined Chaos. So, I don't really know anything about Sakuraba, so we'll leave that. How did Tanahashi end up teaming with Shibata after this kind of blood rivalry previously? They, I guess, earned each other's respect. So they the seem f- like really good friends now. Yeah, so the fact that Tanahashi won and then Shibata stuck around and kind of paid his dues again, I guess. He's, just, he I think he's given he enough. still committed. Yeah. Um, Sakuraba as um, an MMA legend in Japan. <coughs> Started okay. off as a pro wrestler. That makes sense then to have him against Shibata. Yeah, and they both came in at the same time. It's like these are the two MMA guys we've got. Okay. People are worried actually, like, oh, it's going to be Anokiism. Yeah. yeah. They were wrong. You should never listen to wrestling fans. They just talk utter shit. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so listen to me. Um, <laughs> Yano loses at Dominion to Tanahashi. I am just so shocked. Yeah, he just could not... Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it on the on big, big stage. stage. Just nope. can't. <laughs> Too much time with Okada. Um, so it gets to G1 2015 and start off with a really great match against Kota Ibushi. Hmm. They I mean, have it's hard such to have a bad great... match against Kota Ibushi. Yeah, the, these two in particular have really great chemistry in the ring. I don't think I've seen anyone that Ibushi doesn't have great chemistry with. Literally a blow-up doll. The sex doll he has. He still had great commentary. Yeah. Uh, commentary? Chemistry. Yes, chemistry. Not commentary. Not commentary. Have you seen that match, actually? Yes. I think you showed it me before I knew anything about Ibushi, it's which fantastic. didn't really endear me to Ibushi <laughs> at the time. Took me a little while to get there. Maybe it was a little bit too soon. He loses to Naito, and this is the first time Tanahashi faces the new, improved... Naito. Exactly. Naito is so slow in this match, even more so than he does now. So It's, it's, it's really the, cocky Naito. Yeah, it's not the greatest match because it's mostly Naito's character work as opposed to watching proper wrestling wrestling. But significant that Naito wins that match against the ace of New Japan to really establish 
the um, significance of this change to being ingobernable. Exactly. Cool. Um, Tanahashi gets another win over Yano, just to really hammer home. He's, he is a better I wrestler. I am the ace. <laughs> better wrestler than you, Toriano. Uh, beats Shibata, beats AJ Styles. It's so quite a good run in G1. Yeah, and he wins it uh, with an amazing match against Okada. No, sorry, not Okada. Nakamura in the finals. So Nakamura won the other block. Nakamura won the other block, and then, yeah. Um, I think he got an, an easy five stars from Milty. Okay. Probably one of the best matches that year, if it wasn't for Nakamura Bushi. Yeah. And then we get back to DDT. Yes. Um, this time it's Tanahashi versus Harashima. And this is the third match that I watched for today's podcast. So we're in DDT. It's the 23rd of August, 2015. And I know nothing about Harashima, so I'm not really going to say anything. We get to see this kind of bordering on heel Tanahashi that we mentioned earlier. He's refusing a handshake. You can tell he thinks that DDT is beneath him. You know, things like he ignores the referee, holds on instead of rope breaking, that kind of thing. There's a bit of a sneer at times when he's looking yeah. out to the crowd. He is really putting across this idea that I'm from New Japan and that makes me ultimately superior to you. Yep. He's not necessarily wrong. <laughs> well, Harashima is the ace of DDT, essentially. Very similar in character okay. to Tanahashi is in New Japan. So they start off with mat work and it is quite even. Some of the crowd are behind Tana. There's definitely an overlap in the fan base, but... Mm. He does commit to the heel behavior despite that. Yeah, he doesn't play to those fans he plays to. The character work he needs in yeah. that match. Uh, he is quite dominant in the first part. We see Harashima moving quite smoothly whenever he gets the chance, but he doesn't often get that chance because Tanahashi is really He's slamming on down on him. Yeah. We get another high fly flow to the outside. Uh, a very impressive, nice reverse Rana by Harashima at one point. You can point. bust out some good moves, can Harashima? Yeah. I didn't enjoy this match. It was quite slow pace. There were some slaps and kicks, reversals of moves, counters. Eh. There was a really ugly sloppy move at one point. Um, a double-footed kick to the face, which looked horrific. It looked amazing. Lots of stiff kicks and slaps, but ultimately Tanner wins with a double high-fly flow, the usual combination, to the back, and then turn him over and hit it again. I wrote very, very little about this match because it just didn't do it for me, especially having... I watched this immediately after having watched the Shibata. Shibata. Uh, yes, point. I think. Possibly. Or at least very in very close proximity. It didn't do it for me. Well, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. I, well, I like Harashima. Exactly. And I think not knowing anything about Harashima probably contributed to my feelings towards the match. Yes. Um, but you get to see what Tanahashi can do if he wants to be a heel. Yes. And Which, there are definite hints there of what he could become. Yes. If he decides to. If yes. he wants to. Maybe he's going to just like run away to AEW with a belt and become like a big heel. <laughs> that would be entertaining. Um, so back to New Japan. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Tanner's won the G1. Mm -hmm. So he has to defend his contract We're up to pretty much modern day. This is actually modern you get day the nice, G1 rules. Get the nice briefcase with a date on it and then stuff. <laughs> nice uh, briefcase, unless you're Naito. <laughs> and he wreck it. Um, beats Vale, who had a win over him. Okay. Beats Naito as well, who had the same. Mm -hmm. Better match this time. And as Naito's kind of growing into the character. Yeah. And we get to Wrestle Kingdom 2016, which was, I think, your first New Japan show My you ever watched. very first experience of New Japan. And the only thing I remember from it is Fatal 4-Way Junior Tag Match. Do you remember AJ Styles Nakamura? Yeah. That was also on the show, which is also really good. And it's annoying because I remember that I was still watching a lot of WWE at the time. And when 
when AJ turned up in WWE, I was really excited, but I don't know why, because I hadn't actually paid any attention to his match. <laughs> I remember watching, paying a bit more attention to New Year's Dash with the kind of kicking AJ out bit. Yes. But this was the very first experience I had of New Japan. And um, yeah, I don't really remember anything about it. It was good. It was a really great show. Also has an amazing Ishisha Bata match again. Yeah. I feel like I should mention every time those two have a match. It's really good. So Tana does... Oh, so Tana, he... Tana, he loses. He loses to Okada. This is Okada becoming the ace. The number one guy. And I very much remember this from 2016. Yes. This is um, Tanahashi's last heavyweight match, sort of, even for a title shot until May 2018. Because 2016 does not go well for Tanahashi from my memory. No, um, obviously Nakamura jumps to the E, which vacates the Intercontinental belt. Mm -hmm. I was hoping he would stick around so then Kenny could beat him, but it didn't happen. Uh, which leads us to Kenny Omega versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yes. For the Intercontinental Belt, uh, which is really good. When is that in 2016? That's New Beginning. Okay, so February. So yeah, February 14th. It was Valentine's Day. Also my little brother's birthday. Yes. Really good match. It was going to run on for most of the year. Yes. Um, they were going to do a, a ladder match. Yes. That was planned. Um, but Tanahashi gets it injured in Ring of Honor. Yeah, so then they set up this whole kind of injury angle as well within New Japan. Yes, um, although it doesn't, before he does get injured, he wins the Never Six Man Belts with Elkin and Yoshitatsu, the dream team. They beat uh, Kenny in the books. Yeah, I mean, it's a team. Yeah, um, so it looks like Tanahashi might not make the G1, but of course he does, despite the fact his arm is falling off yeah he definitely shouldn't <laughs> have been in the g1 he made it but it was not a good idea yeah which means he loses his first three matches loses to sonata on the opening night which i remember being a big shock justified <laughs> were you into sonata that much at that point were you straight on the sonata bandwagon relatively early on i wasn't as committed a sonata fan as i am now but i was definitely leaning more towards lij than any other faction yeah. sonata only just really joined as well at that point yeah um loses to Maccabee. Uh, Thomas Hunger, but gets his first win over Bad Luck Valley and wins all of his matches. So we get to Okada, where... It's a 30-minute time limit draw. Yeah, so... How did I guess? Okada and Tana both need to win to top the group, because otherwise Goto is going to be the group winner. So they draw. <laughs> Sentences you don't say very often. <laughs> um, Goto was great this year, actually. Um, Goto had a pretty good G1. He had a really good G1. He had a pretty good 2016. Mm. And he has a classic match with Kenny Omega. I have vague recollections of that. Mm, it's really good. Look at, um, sorry, Tanahashi does not does not win the block. Okay. Um, he does get his win back over Sonata, Power Struggle, which sets up Wrestle Kingdom 2017 mm-hmm. uh, for the Intercontinental Belt, which is currently being destroyed by Tetsuya Naito. One <laughs> bit of metal at a time. <laughs> One bit of leather, metal, <laughs> yeah. paint. Like just random bits falling off it. Um, <coughs> But he loses. He loses yeah. that rescue. It's a really great match. I remember. Do you remember? I, rem- I, I have quite a recollection of that kind of storyline of Naito has the belt and doesn't really care about having the belt and that Tanahashi was outraged by the treatment of something that should be a symbol of pride and honour within the company. Yes. It was kind of like Nakamura's legacy at that point that he's throwing around as well. Yeah. Um, Which makes sense for Naito. 
Yes, exactly. And we get a sort of mini LIJ Tanahashi feud, uh, which involves some never six man swappings. Yep. Uh, so I think Bushi, Evil, and Sonata had it. Yeah, it was, sounds about right. They, they won it from the books. Yeah, they lost to Nakanishi, Taguchi, and Tanahashi. Then they won it back. And then they lost it again. You know what it is. The you know what it's like. Else. You know what they're going to happen. It's literally their entire purpose. Yeah. Um, but we do get um, the dream team of Taguchi, Ricochet, and Tanahashi winning. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. Taguchi's little stable. Yeah, in Taguchi's the start of 2017. Yeah. Um, I miss Ricochet. <laughs> I know he's in NXT, everyone. I just don't watch NXT anymore. So. But it sets up to June at Dominion. Uh, in another match that was overshadowed, both of these matches between Naito and Tanahashi this year were overshadowed by Kenny and Okada. Yeah, which makes sense. 2017 was very much a year where Kenny Okada was... It was a big thing. It was a big thing, and deservedly so. They had some amazing matches. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But Tana beats Naito mm-hmm. and saves the belt, tries cleaning it up. With a toothbrush. With a toothbrush. Um, but it is beyond repair, so they get a cheap one from Pakistan, apparently. And that's the one we see today. Yeah, our brand new one. Yeah. Probably not going to be in a good state for very much longer. Yes, which is again with... Uh, it's back yeah, with Naito now. Back so. with Naito. I wonder if he's going to destroy it though, bringing back the old one, because I preferred the old design. Maybe they got a cheap one because they knew that ultimately it was going back to We're just going to wreck it anyway. <laughs> good point. <laughs> this is where we get the, uh, the G1 show in the US. This is the start of like, New Japan's US expansion. Yes. And we get Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Billy Gunn. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Things you never wanted to see. It's a match that's often forgotten. And For that's all we need to say yes, I need to say about it. If you haven't watched it, don't <laughs> it was probably the best Billy Gun match you'll get in recent memory. Oh. Or maybe ever. Like how many great Billy Gun matches are there? None. Exactly. <laughs> so G one twenty seventeen. And again he loses on the opening night. This time to another new guy, Zack Sabre Jr. Deserved. Deserved. Um, Are you going to tell Zack Sabre Jr. that you don't think he deserves to win? No, it was really good. I yeah. was really happy that he won. Loses to Ibushi again, another amazing match. Yeah. And it was a really good year for G1 in terms of the competitors. I mean, you've got Zack's debut in, you've got Ibushi in there coming back after some time away. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, there was, this is another really good G1. And we get to 11th of August, the G1 match against Tetsuya Naito. It's the block final. Yep. Tana is the intercontinental champ at this point, which obviously is like waving a red flag in front of a bull when you're going up against Naito. <laughs> uh, the crowd is pretty split. You can tell that they're not in Osaka <laughs> because they are very much kind of divided between Naito and Tanahashi. Yeah. Tana does have the elbow support, which just don't show Naito weakness, but Naito also has his knee strapped, so you can see that they're at the end of this kind of grueling tour. Mm. Uh, we get a little red shoes dance at the beginning. <laughs> Just feel like I need to keep up my. What, what dance did he do? It was I can't remember. It was some kind of like, I think he was trying to give them instructions, but it ended up becoming a dance. I don't remember exactly what happened. Um, Tana decides to start off the match by slapping Naito and then hugging him against the ropes and then slapping him again. That's I good. don't think he likes Naito. No, no, they they had a uh, a minor rivalry. Yeah, seems to have been a bit of a disagreement. <laughs> some, uh, they need some to feelings. use their words, not their, not their They just need to sit down and, and talk about it. Yeah, maybe over some team biscuits. Yes. Um, there's a lot of power shifts within the match, which makes sense because at this point, 2017 for, 2016 and 17 for Tanahashi has been a story of his rivalry with Naito rather than his rivalry with anybody else. So 
it makes sense that we're seeing them being very evenly matched and we're seeing the consequences of their history together, the consequences yep. of all these matches. Um, Naito is targeting the elbow because obviously you would. You would, yeah. That's what we're going to go for. Especially at the end of the G1 when you know it's going to be weaker. Um, we get the high fly flow to the outside again and then we start to see Tana playing a little bit more harsh and dirty to beat Naito, kind of getting more into Naito's way of doing things because he knows that being a clean cl- clean cut ace is not going to do it. Not against this uh, not pesky... Against this sneaky boy. <laughs> Um, they're using the ropes for leverage against each other's weak spots, so, you know, kind of um, launching themselves off the ropes to get more. So Naito does it where he uses the ropes to push himself up further when he's jumping onto Tanner's elbow, that kind of thing. Um, there's a bridge suplex that hits Naito really high, which is my, oh God, his neck moment of this episode. Oh, yes. We, we didn't have one last time, did we? I think there probably was one. There probably was one. It, it wasn't quite as uh, the levels. Yeah, <laughs> this one was bad. Um, they look tired. Yeah, well, they are knackered. It's exhausted, G1. And, you know, Tana came back a y- the year earlier. Tana came back way earlier than he should have done, yeah. so he should be exhausted. I wonder what his arm looks like under that, Ugh. like, protection. He's probably just, like, I don't know. Purple. <laughs> or, like, withered. It's, it's just bones. <laughs> um, Tana attempts a sneaky pin and gets spat at. <laughs> yep. You don't, <laughs> you don't do that tonight, so... Uh, the slaps come back. Seems to be a big thing for Tanahashi now is that I think an open-handed slap is very much disrespect. It's the closest thing that Tanahashi gets to being disrespectful to someone, I think, is slapping them. Yes. Um, not quite the same as spitting at them, but you know. Unless they're in DDT. Then they'll just disrespect they'll everything. Just, yeah. um, Tanahashi's very good at turning Naito's momentum against him, which is something that we saw in his matches with Okada as well, this idea that if you are a quick, young upstart or you're a whippersnapper and you're using your speed and your force he will turn that against you and teach you the error of your, your ways yes he will true. teach you that you should be moving more slowly he will slow you down yeah um so he does that by when you know when when naito's flinging himself around the ring he's turning it into swing blades high fly flows um there's a dragon screw from a turnbuckle that looks really really cool he locks in the clover leaf so far that he is basically sat on Naito's head. And I was head. writing this down as Rick turned to me and went, he sat on his head. I was like, <laughs> no, I'm literally writing it right now. Um, it's one of the things you do notice when someone sits on someone's head. Yeah, and to see him, you can see that desperation of Tanahashi because putting him in a clover leaf must cause him agony on his yeah. arm. And especially to lock it in so far that he is almost bent in half himself, never mind what he's doing to Naito. It's crazy strength. So you can see that he really wants this win. He wants that kind of redemption. Um, but you can also see Naito's desperation. We get kind of DDTs, Destinos. A Destino that gets reversed, which went to an ooh. ooh. Really good. Again, further evidence of what we see in a lot of Tanahashi's rivalries. He learns how to counter their moves because he fights them enough that he knows the different ways in. Yeah. And especially for someone like Naito who's reliance on the destino becomes a bit of an issue he does kind of scout how to get around it but ultimately he can't scout his way out of it forever and naito wins with a double destino double yeah. finisher from the tanahashi book of tricks naito was super hot uh, around this time so yes um really great match yeah really enjoyable good character growth from naito this so is the naito that i kind of know and love and hate equally <laughs> obviously he's not going to the dome as the main contender so he's defending his intercontinental belt instead mm-hmm. over the next few months he gets a win back over Zach uh, um, I don't know destruction whatever it was destruction somewhere 
Kobe. <laughs> it could have been Hiroshima. Name, name a place. Somewhat equally inappropriate. I think it might have been Hiroshima, actually, yeah. <laughs> Destruction in a place that was already destroyed. Um, has another amazing match with Ibushi. Both I don't remember. Oh, man, it's so good. Um, both of those matches were like rare times I was supporting someone who wasn't Tanahashi. Mm. It's very rare. He does eventually drop the belts um, to Minoru Suzuki at uh, the end of January. Okay. So it's like new beginning 2018. We're getting quite, yeah, quite recent now. This is just last year. Um, it was last year now. Wow. Um, he has a great match. Um, I can't remember if you watched this uh, in the New Japan Cup against Zack last year. I think I did. Yeah. They have really great chemistry as well, actually, Zack and Tan. Zack has great chemistry with everyone. Really Pretty much, yeah. Um, you get very few bad Zack matches. Yeah. Um, he has that match with Okada for the heavyweight belt when it's the streak, uh, Okada's defense streaks. In June. In no, earlier than June, because June is when Kenny Dominion. gets the belt. Yeah. Um, that was in May. Uh, this is the one where, for the first time, Tanahashi breaks the Meltzer rating scale. This is five and a half. Yeah. For a well-deserved five and a half for Okada and Tanahashi. Um, we were pretty lucky 2018. We got three, three more installments for this, because they had the G1 draw, also great. Yeah. And um, they also had a match in September, also great. I think the best match from last year. There's not too much to say about than actually story-wise last year. No. Um, until post-G1. Yeah. So can we talk about how great Tanahashi Ibushi was? Because that is one of my favorite matches of all time. I love that match so much. Yeah. Do you remember how great it was? Yeah, but it didn't make my top five matches from G1. So crazy. But I think a lot of that is due to the fact that I'm not a big Tanahashi fan. You're a big Ibushi fan. I am. But my top five, and I have my top five. You wrote them down? Yeah, because we were talking about it, because G1 was going on after we did, the first episode. We did our episode, yeah. Uh, so my top matches were Omega Ibushi, Omega Ishii, Zack Sabre Jr., Kenny, Sonata Yano, because it was brilliant, <laughs> and Hangman Suzuki. Why you put Hangman Suzuki that high? It was really good. So One of the best blocks. Whereas you had Goto Ishii, Ibushi Naito, Omega Ibushi, Omega Ishii, and Okada Tana. Probably not in that order. Well, that was before the final. That wasn't was, it? I think it was before the final. Yeah. Well, um, I was right, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed G1. I enjoyed that match. I think I was slightly frustrated by the fact that Kota didn't win. I was happy about it, actually. I was glad because I didn't want to watch Kota Kenny. It was too soon was after too soon. the Golden Lovers thing. Yeah. Um, so I was glad for that reason. But at the same time, I was really annoyed because I wanted Kota to win. You wanted the, the man with the nice face? The man with the good moves. And the flippies. The man with the good moves. Okay. And no sense of self-preservation. <laughs> That's true. It's very or, much my style. Or direction. <laughs> yes. Yes, that as well. So yeah, then we get our uh, sort of, I think fairly tepidly received mm, meta feud with a Kenny. I have feelings about this feud. Yeah, it wasn't it would probably would have been a fine feud for like the start of the year but for your main wrestle kingdom thing for people that we're talking about yeah like a lead up to dominion feud or yeah. a power struggle or king of pro wrestling even not your wrestle kingdom feud they just messed be, up yeah just to be talking about wrestling styles and yeah, that kind of crap they completely messed up um i have a lot of feelings about the way that omega was booked as a champion 
because I was really, really happy to see him finally get that belt and yeah. they instantly squandered that feeling of... I mean, it's always going to be an issue that when you've been waiting that long to see somebody become a champion, it's never going to be as good as you expect. No. The way that they treated him as a champion was, in my opinion, pretty unforgivable. They made him into a joke. Well, I don't know. I think some of that was of his own making. Oh, yeah, 100%. But they let him do it. True. They could have stopped him. If they had, like, he had that great match with Ishii, if I remember. Yeah. And that was about it. Yeah, the rest of it was a joke. The um, triple he wasn't threat taking was it stupid. seriously. He barely appeared, which makes sense because he was injured. But mm. And the storyline leading into it wasn't these two great competitors who both had outstanding years last year. Like yeah. Tanahashi's G1 and Omega's G1 were fantastic. They were really, really fascinating. High quality matches every night, despite the fact they were both carrying injuries, they were both exhausted. And yet, instead of it being about these two incredible athletes, it became about, oh, well, one person is an all-you-can-eat buffet and the other person is a gourmet meal. He is a gourmet meal, though. Shut up. <laughs> Perv. <laughs> um, and I really resent that because it meant that going into Wrestle Kingdom, I was not as excited for that match as I should have been. Because no. I didn't feel like the focus was on the match. I felt the focus was on social media. Yeah, um, but at the very least, we got a pretty great match. We did. Which wasn't really... We all knew it was going to be a great match. Yeah, I mean, it could never have gone that badly wrong. But the priority wasn't the match. In the lead-up to it, anyway. No, no. On the night, it was. Yes. Um, So, that brings us to our final match, which is Wrestle Kingdom 2019. You may have heard of it. Yes, you may have heard. It was a very good show. Um, I think I forgot the entire match now. It was good. It It was really good. It was a good match wasn't brilliant wasn't perfect i think i give it five stars at the time i think i was in high fours um i don't think it was the best match that they've had i don't think it was the best match that either of them has had in recent times kids he's agreeing with me he says mama's right it's not even close to feeding time i was a little disappointed but i think ultimately that it was a good match and it was the right decision in the end for Kenny to lose. And yeah. it hurts me to say that. It's interesting that they've chosen now, of all the people they could have put the belt on, they chose to go back to Tana. I don't know what that thought process was. I don't know if it's because they knew that they were potentially going to lose everybody. Because they had to have Possibly, made this decision, yeah. decision back in G1 when they chose to have Tana win the block. Yeah, They must have known that there was a very good chance that when those contracts expired in January, they would be losing a lot of their gaijin, a lot of their bullet club, a lot of their worldwide kind of presence hmm. so by putting the belt on Tanner he's not going anywhere he's not going anywhere they aren't going to want him now because he's you know getting on I don't know I think it's sort of hmm. Might just, be, just for the sake of it just for the sake of it to put him in NXT UK that would be so stupid job into um, Zach Gibson Ligero <laughs> love Ligero I would actually like to see that yeah. Ligero Tanner. Tanner would be really interesting um so I think it was a conscious decision on the part of kind of Harold May and of the booking to, to say, yes, everything's changing in New Japan, but one thing stays the same, and that is this kind of calibre of athlete that we have. Here is our race. He has saved us before. He can save us again. And I think yeah. they're very much drawing on that idea that Tanahashi got them through that dark patch in 2012, 2013, when people weren't watching the product. And maybe he can make them stay relevant even with losing a lot of the people that particularly western audiences would now look and go oh well kenny and the books and jericho and cody are gone why would i stay watching so that's my logic behind it but 
Ghetto is um, Lauren to himself. Yeah, you can never predict what Ghetto is going to do. Um, we'll see. I'm not sure where it's going to go, whether Jay White might win a uh, new beginning. It might happen. I don't think he's going to win that soon. I mean, I hope he does. Because People said that with Okada. They did. That's very true. But had Tanner hadn't only just won the belt then, though, had he? can't remember. <laughs> um, we've literally just talked about it. Neither of us can remember. So that brings us up to where we are now. Hiroshi Tanahashi. We are in We have done day. his entire career. Um, yeah, we have, actually. Lost yep. away and like do another one a few years down the line. Part three, oh man. That's a no. can't wait for... He says no. Part three. No, he's on We could do side. like a weekly update. He's on mummy's side. He says no. <laughs> for the week in Tanahashi. Yes, I am that person that calls myself my cat's parent. That's, yeah, that's Tanahashi is for you. Yep. We got through it. Hopefully this sounds okay. Yep. Favourite matches. Which we already know because this is our second time recording this, but... Yes. I think, slash no, your favourite was Shibata. It was. Which and you was. you did guess this correctly the first time yes. we recorded as well, so I don't feel so bad about it. I can't remember what your favourite one was. I think it was also the Shibata or it's the Omega. Uh, the Okada. It was the Okada. Was the you Okada, went for yeah. Shibata because you know the Shibata. Yeah, but um, it was the Okada match. But it was the Okada match. Which, yeah, fine, I think. Shibata was a close second. Yeah, and I liked the Shibata match because it was a lot more fast-moving. I, I didn't like the kind of slow segments of the Okada match. It's just not what I like in wrestling. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and that's fine. We have different opinions. Speaking of different opinions, this is the end of my full introduction to Hiroshi Tanahashi. I can yes. no longer use the excuse of, well, I don't really know anything about Tanahashi, therefore it's fine that I don't like him. You've been part of an experiment as to <laughs> getting someone to like Tanahashi. It was previously Tanahashi skeptic. I would say skeptic, yes. I was never like anti-anti. I was just, it's not for me. So? So? People uh, want to know what you think. Do they? I think so. That's otherwise... I think Wilfred does. I don't know if anyone else cares. We've got tens of listeners. Tens! <laughs> okay. I am not a fan of Tanahashi. Fuck's sake. But. Better be a good but. <laughs> like Tanahashi's. <laughs> I'm leaving you. <laughs> Our anniversary is in six days and now I'm leaving you. Well, it's been fun. Seriously, is this worth it? <laughs> um, yeah, it is. <laughs> wow. I hope this stays in. I can acknowledge that he is a very talented wrestler and that what he does, he does very well. And that in terms of being kind of the representative of his company and the, the kind of blueprint of what the company wants, he is very, very good. He has some really amazing matches. He's very good at putting people over. He's very good at selling. However, I wouldn't say that he is, as some people will claim, you know, the best professional wrestler of the 21st century, which is what I have heard said about him. That's because you heard me say that. <laughs> yes, amongst other people. You're not the only person that's ever said it. True. He's not the ace to me. He's not the ace? No. Yano's the ace to you. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I just don't think he's the best wrestler, and I think a lot of it is because, particularly when you're watching... 10 matches in a row by the same wrestler, the kind of predictability of his matches becomes a lot more obvious. There is a Tanahashi formula. Yes, which even when we've done in the past, like watching Mako matches, watching the, um, the Golden Lovers matches, or watching Kenta Marafuji, I've not felt it as clear that there was this formula that was being followed. Um, and also, he's, it's just not my style of wrestling. Rick likes kind of hard-hitting, more kind of brawl style. 
I like tall, flippy men. It's my new thing. <laughs> my new little catchphrase. Um, so whilst I still would not say that I am a Tanahashi fan, I can respect why people like him so much. And I think as a champion, as the champion right now... As our champion. As the champion right now, <laughs> he is probably the right decision. Yay. I would not have been displeased to see that belt being put on someone new or even being given to someone like Ishii as a reward for how absolutely fantastic he was in 2018. Hmm. But I see why they probably have gone with Tanahashi and I am not displeased with it, especially if he is now going to take the effort to put over Jay White again because the big question mark hanging over Jay White at the moment is his encounter with Tanahashi last year, which was not great for either of them. It's a good uh, redemption thing yeah. for Jay White. If, if Jay White comes back now and actually does what he needs to against Tanner and Tanner puts him over and they have a good match, which they will do, then I think it will have been worth it. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because I love Jay White. Not just. Not just, but it's part so, of it. Yeah. So <laughs> I am less sceptical about Tanner. Okay. I would say I am now neutral towards Tanahashi <laughs> neutral. And every now and again, I might find myself cheering him over other people. Okay, that's an improvement. I think, I think we can acknowledge that that's a massive improvement in the, what, three years I've been watching New Japan. True. It's true. So, growth. Growth. Growth mindset. Exactly. <laughs> Bring your teacher terminology in here. Um, so, yeah. That was Tanahashi. That was Tanahashi. Hopefully this records. I'm quite nervous now. I'm sure it's fine. So, um... Next time on next time. Hanamichi Podcast. Bum, bum. <laughs> I might add a proper bum, bum in there <laughs> if I can get one for somewhere. Um, so... just you leave it as mine. Bum, bum. Bum, bum. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought we'll go away from New Japan. We've probably been a bit too New Japan heavy. I th- yeah, I think we need a little bit of a change. Um, although, one of the people I'm going to mention in our poll is currently in New Japan, that's yeah. Shingo Takagi, who people did not vote for last time, and I'm going to keep putting him in there until people until vote people for him. Vote. I mean, you could just choose to have... Yeah, you could just choose to have your own kind of episode about Shingo if you're so determined. True. But, you know, I'm a man of the people. You, well, so you say. <laughs> you're all about democracy, apparently. I'm going to throw in Shima. Okay. Because I think he... Uh, he's had a really interesting last year and a really interesting career and is probably one of the most influential wrestlers in the world and doesn't get nearly enough credit that he deserves. And he's also very relevant currently. Because, yes, of AEW's partnership with OWE, which Which is is Shima's uh, Chinese boys who do flippy shit. Um, And so that's two mainly Dragon Gate guys. And the third choice will be Ultimo Dragon. Who's Tarayamon. Literally Dragon. <laughs> yeah, who's Tarayamon led to Dragon Gate. And I have, I don't think, to the best of my knowledge, ever seen an Ultimo Dragon match. Interesting. It, it, it can be tricky with Ultimo Dragon because a lot of his best work was in America and Mexico. So I might have to break our rule if people vote for him. Yes, but, but I think we can talk about his influence on Dragon Gate as a concept, you know, especially when it's starting up, and his influence on the people he trained. Yes. I think that will be... I think, the, I think that would be, if you're doing Ultimo Dragon, I think that's the approach we'll be taking. We'll be looking at Ultimo Dragon... <laughs> words. We'll be looking at Ultimo Dragon as the kind of founding father of Japanese wrestling rather than Ultimo Dragon as a wrestler. Yes, although it can't escape, but a great wrestler. Yes, Brilliant literally, literally yeah. connected. So. 
So yes, that, that poll will be going up the minute that this podcast gets uploaded, which will hopefully yeah. be this evening, but who knows? I would prefer it if people vote for Shima over Awesome Dragon and Shingo. Just throwing that out there. Because I've got some really good ideas. Don't listen to him. Oh. Vote for whoever you want. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm mad at all of you because you voted for Tanahashi. And I've got a lot of plans for 2019. I want us to do Super Jacob 95. I want us to do some death matches. Oh, God. I want to go back to do some more Joshi episodes. We're going to go all over the place. I'm just going to throw this out here now that death matches might end up being the last episode of this podcast because I might die with how much I'm going to throw some up. Some of the best matches last year were death matches. I hate death matches. I think you're just not... You're not... Uh, not watched the right ones. Okay. Well, we'll see. So that brings to an end our episode... What are we on now? Six? Uh, yeah, it's episode six. Yeah, episode six. We've recorded more episodes than that, but this we is... Have. It's only the second time we've had to re-record, though. We've sure. done well. So you can find us on Twitter, where we are not as active as we could be, but we do read everything that pops up, and please spread the word about us. So that is Hanamichi underscore cast. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Hanamichi podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud and other purveyors of podcasts. Purveyors. Purveyors. Nice. Uh, Hanamichi podcast. And... You can email us. It would be nice, maybe once in a while, to get an email. So that is hanamichipodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to start reading out some fake emails. <laughs> Amanda, why do you still not love Tanahashi enough? Signed, Signed Sheldon. <laughs> Signed Wilfred. <laughs> Signed um, the world. Please go and listen to Wilfred Watch's Fights at the Round Table and listen to the work of Wilfred in general. He's had some really interesting interviews and things recently. Um, listen to... Any podcast, really, that takes your fancy. 2019 can be the year of the wrestling podcaster. I think every year is the year of the wrestling podcaster. Sorry. Trying to make us feel special. Okay. Indeed. Okay, so Keats has decided that that is the end of the podcast, so we will say our goodbyes. Go ahead!